it's great to be working with, you know, like-minded realtors through um, the association, no doubt. And I'm, I'm very much my kind of motto for this year that I use within our, our team is it's teamwork. And I wanted the me to become a we. You're listening to the Real Estate Sessions podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Risser, General Manager of the U.S. Market for Rate My Agent, a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents leverage the power of verified reviews. You can find out more at ratemyagent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 272 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. You know the drill. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling a friend. Today, I get to stay local where I live. Uh, I'm in St. Petersburg, Florida, but I'm going across the bay over to Hillsborough County, and I'm going to talk with Ellie Lambert. Ellie Lambert is the uh, broker owner of Better Homes and Garden, Ellie and Associates. She is also the 2021 president of the Greater Tampa Realtors. And so I can't wait to talk with her about a lot of different things, uh, the Tampa Bay area, the association and what they're doing. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks for tuning in. And Ellie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me here as a guest. Look, I'm a huge fan of GTR, the Greater Tampa Realtors. I think they're doing some amazing things. And, you know, if I get a chance to talk to the president of GTR, I'm going to talk to the president. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm just a volunteer, really. (laughs) I know you are. And we're going to talk about that. We'll bring up the, I'm such a fan of, of the volunteerism that's so critical to the success of the world of real estate. It's so important. So we'll talk about that shortly. But I, the first thing I want to start with is, are you a native of Tampa Bay? Because I'm, I'm always curious if I'm talking to people local, did they grow up here? I am a native, born and raised here in the Tampa area my whole life. Wow. So we, I got to ask you some questions. And first of all, what part of the uh, of, of, of Tampa Bay did you grow up in? The uh, more of the Temple Terrace area. And then sure. when I was uh, right after graduating high school at 17, I moved to the east side. So Brandon, Valrico area for about 35 years. And now I'm in Tampa. For the locals that listen to this podcast, um, you know, Brandon, I can't even imagine Brandon or Valrico. 30 years ago. <laughs> what, what, what was it like? It had to be just a lot of rural, you know, kind of. Oh, absolutely. And what's funny, Bill, is when I was, you know, a child and, and a young adult living in the Temple Terrace area, my grandmother actually lived in the Valrico area at that time. And on the weekends, uh, she would come pick up her grandkids and, of course, me being one, and we'd go out to her home and she had what seemed like a lot of land at that time. You know, looking back, it probably was an acre and she had peacocks and the koi ponds and horses. And I can remember when Highway 60 was two lanes, I'm telling my age, but <laughs> um, there, oh, big changes. I've only been here four years, so okay. I thought it was a big deal watching the one go up in downtown St. Pete. You're like, woo, look at that. You know, another sky in a high rise condo. Um, But let's talk about the growth of Tampa in general, right? Ybor City, I mean, all the different things that you've got to had a chance to watch either, you know, grow or, or develop or change over the time. Give me a couple of your top things, you know, from, from the, from that have, that have really, you've watched grow up. 
Well, I think, I mean, there's been, uh, uh, I mean, just infrastructures of our city completely, but I think our, in our Tampa Bay market, we've gone through just a lot of significant transformations. And I think each one has probably taught us something about the market, you know, because obviously real estate, that's kind of what I'm going to lean towards talking about. And then I know for my company itself, we, gosh, we have learned so much about in our industry about the consumer. We've watched technologies and, you know, all of the things that that go along with business practices. Those have been huge in, you know, what we see in our market. I know we have been focused on just really building um, a, a culture of just shared values, but just so much, whether it's been residential side or the commercial side, everyone's becoming so, so much, you know, so educated. So, so we've watched the uh, the standards with agents and clients have changed. And then I know for us, we really try to create a more positive image in our community. Um, we're seeing a lot of those com- you know communities move. I've, I've watched from Ybor City, as you mentioned, and the suburbs, they just keep moving out, you know, further out, such as Brandon. Look what's happened to that. You mentioned graduating high school. I'm just guessing like, ooh, I want to be a realtor was top of mind for 17-year-old Ellie. (laughs) It really (laughs) wasn't. (laughs) So what what did you do first? Well, interestingly enough, my very first job, my my parents were entrepreneurs and business owners. So, um, and worked from within our home. So I grew up around business owners. And I can remember right around the age of 13, you know, summer's here. What do you do with a 13-year-old? And I was always, back then, this is very hard for a lot of people to believe, but I was somewhat of a tomboy. So I spent a lot of time with my dad on job sites and on the rollers and graders and measuring up jobs. And I think my mom was like, okay, it's time to reel her in and bring her back in. So at 13, I learned, um, I was answering the phone for the business. My mom taught me, you know, that type of etiquette. Uh, I was learning how to do payroll and taxes. So I kind of always, I, I, I grew up with that kind of instilled in me. So my first real job was working for my parents, doing those type of skills, learning that skill set. But I always say my first outside of family work was I worked at a place that no one's probably ever heard of because they're no longer around um, called Burger Chef. And it's kind of funny because I was the only one that was ever allowed to wait on the owner of the company when he would come in. And they said, you always have this big smile and you're so friendly and you're so outgoing. And so I'll never forget his name, Mr. LaRue. And he was actually from Pinellas area. He would come in and it was always Ellie had to take care of Mr. LaRue. So that was my first outside of working for my parents' job. Those skills you just described, all were in your teen years. The ability to kind of work a business and then the ability to connect and connect with people and be outgoing. Wow. Did they pay off big time? as you, as you move into the world of real estate. So how did that happen? Where does, where does real estate come into the picture? Yeah. So where that happened, um, you know, I've always, um, 
from from just a young age. I, I at eighteen, I was in you know working in corporate America. Thought I would be there probably. I guess I thought I would probably retire from there one day. I loved it. I was moving up the ladder. And then what happened, of course, I got married and I had children and it was like, oh my goodness, can I still continue to work in corporate America, have my family? Oh, you know, like most moms, you want to be home with your kids. And so I did that. I stayed at home for a minute and being the type of personality that I have, I said, okay, what kind of, what kind of business can I do from home? And I started doing some different network marketing companies. So sales have always kind of been in my blood. So I was married to a contractor at that time and we started building homes and selling them and remodel homes and selling them. And it was like, you know, you really should get your real estate license. You're a natural. Uh, You love people. You love the whole process from whether it's building or renovating. You just love that whole aspect of it. So got got my real estate license almost 29 years ago. Wow. And uh, went to work for a builder. And that builder at the time really didn't have any inventory. And the one that they had, I sold. And I said, you know, I'm not, I don't know about working for a builder. I said, I think I'd like to just invest for myself and see where that leads me. And I'll never forget this bill. One day I'm driving down the road and I had my my daughter was in a car seat in the back and I saw this sign and it said government foreclosure. And I thought, well, let me stop and take a look at this and see what this is about. And I pulled in and there was this sweet lady, very casual. She was in shorts and sitting in a lounge chair and she had a little cooler and she introduced herself. And I said, you're a real estate agent? Like I'm looking at her, you know, like this is so casual, what's happening? And her and I ended up becoming very good friends. She was actually my first broker outside of working for a builder. And she, great lady, she taught me at that time, HUD foreclosures were a huge thing here in Tampa Bay. And you could actually go down to the courthouse and sit while the bids were being opened. And if you had your client with you, they could be there and you would you would see the whole process take place right there. I loved it, learned everything I could about foreclosures. And she always said, if you want to do regular real estate, I'm not for you. And she would, she, she had this saying, if you ever had a question, she would say, put your big girl panties on and deal with it. Cause I don't do any training. I'm not a problem solver. And of course I've, oh, I always want a little bit more. So uh, was with her for, for a while, I think maybe a year and a half or so. And I was like, it's time for me. I think I need to get my broker's license. And I called her up and I said, Kay, I said, I'm thinking about getting my broker's license. And she said, it was only a matter of time. You need to girl. And she was so supportive of me. So kind of took it to the next step. Starting at that level of residential real estate is once again, a huge plus because just becoming a regular residential realtor would have been a little bit, I don't know, you wouldn't pick up those skill sets that have kind of, you know, over time as you've been in the business have come back. You've needed to draw on those skills uh, at certain times in the, in the cycle of real estate, right? 
Yes, absolutely. You know, you you yeah. sometimes think that, you know, wow, will I ever use this again? But you really do. You absolutely do. Just to lay out um, for people that aren't from this area, I want to just kind of quickly go over how big <laughs> Tampa Bay is. It's Tampa, Clearwater, St. Petersburg. There's like four to five counties, I guess, if you really want to get bigger in the counties with Hillsborough and Pinellas and Pasco, and you can even go up to Hernando. It's huge. So how do you handle that for you and your brokerage? Do you specialize in certain areas? Is it Are you all over the place? Well, actually, we do. We do work the four counties. And it's kind of funny that you just brought up Hernando because that just so happens to be something um, that my admin just left my office with and said, hey, we're going to join the Hernando Board of Realtors because one of our agents has got a lot of stuff moving up there. And you know, we need to be supportive of her and it just makes it easier. You know, if you're a member of, of that association as well, you have more access to the MLS and as well as when you are servicing, you know, in her case, it's the builder, we need to help him move his product and give him as much exposure as possible. So yes, we do. Um, we do work all of those areas. You know, we have certain agents that do really specialize in a specific, you know, area, but within the market, it's whatever the client needs. You know, there are two factors really to offer clients and it's a powerful, you know, professional experience and we have unique clients. So we here to worry, we are here to take care of them. You were an independent brokerage when you first started? I was. Um, mm. I was an independent. Ellie and Associates was the name of my business. And then just two years ago, yesterday was my anniversary uh, with Better Homes and Gardens. Awesome. So look, I, I know I've had the chance to see Sherry Chris a few times nationally at conferences. And you know that was, Sherry was, I don't know if she's quite running that now. She's just moved, moved up into a bigger role, I think, at Realogy. But talk mm-hmm. about making that decision to join the, the Better Homes and Garden brand. I kind of play it off as a joke, but it, in all sincerity, I say they dated me for nine months because I wasn't looking for them. I had always kind of had that mindset, you know, why do I need a franchise? You know, I'm doing just fine being born and raised here. And with the background of, you know, at that time, married to a builder for all those years, I, my business came from referrals. And, um, you know, so I, I thought, well, wasn't looking. And all of a sudden, you know, there's a knock on the door in the office one day and a gentleman comes in and, he asked to see me and I said, well, I don't have an appointment with anyone. And he introduced himself. And so I gave him, you know, some time and he explained to me who he was and he was doing some research and really thought that we would be a good fit. I said, oh, wait, 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 you know, thank you for the information. And I'll, I'll take a look at what you're leaving me, but really not so sure. And, um, he came back. I have to, I, in fact, I, I posted it yesterday and I said to him, you know, thank you for not giving up because he came every month for about nine months and we did keep moving a little further into the relationship. And some of the things, um, my, my, I have a business partner and he has been with other franchises in the past, and it was actually his first experience at being with an independent brokerage when he when we joined and and 
were just LA and Associates. And so when BHG was coming along and I kept, I kept getting more excited each and every time they made a visit. And he said, of any brand that's out there, Ellie, you, this is probably the, the, the most that really fits your personality. I love everything they stand for. I feel that they're, they don't look to say, oh my gosh, you know, you've got to just grow your business by leaps and bounds. We're choosy. We're picky who we bring on as agents. Um, we don't, we're not here about growing and being the fastest. It's been a slow growth for us. We have about 60 agents now. So in a two year period, I think we started maybe with about 15 or between 15 and 20. So we, we have seen some growth. The leadership at BHG, Sherry Chris, unbelievable. Um, I I would suspect anyone in this industry who has ever worked with Sherry, um, you know, she is elegant, articulate, just her energy is amazing. Um, we have learned so much from her and BHG staff and just really looking forward to continuing with them and um, obviously succeeding in this post-pandemic renaissance period, as I would say, but just an amazing, an amazing group of people. I feel like we're like, we really are family. And that's how I run my business as well with my agents. And that is how, you know, I hate to even use the word corporate because it, it, it is, but it isn't, you know, we're independently owned and operated, but there is a bond and a closeness and it's just second to none. Well, it's wonderful that you get to keep that, that the essence of Elian Associates, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Very important for us. You talked about Sherry and, you know, and, and her leadership and those things. But I, I, I love the fact that you, um, as we mentioned at the top of the show, love to be involved. And I think there are many of the people that I interview on the podcast have volunteered at the, at the local and the state and the national level. And, and it's volunteerism that really drives in my opinion, is what drives the good things in real estate, right? All those volunteers that come together. So let's talk about, you know, first of all, why do you do it? Is it was it a calling? Was it is it to stay? Because I know you can be better connected that way. And second, do you do you for for younger agents that you're working with? Do you tell them get involved? Are you like a mentor to them about this stuff? I try to be. Um, it's funny, you know, that you you mentioned the involvement. It was during. Um, 2020, as a president-elect of the association of GTR, um, I was privileged to actually chair a group of dedicated members that that set out and the challenge of reimagining and re-engineering our 110-year-old organization with over 13,000 members. And I truly believe that mentoring is a key contribution um, of being a leader and, and leadership talent. So I would hope to say that I have mentored many during 2020 as a result of that for sure. And then I can say that our strategic planning team, you know, it included a lot of, of mentors. We have such an incredible group of leaders and I've learned a lot from them, you know, lessons, definitely positive 
positive experiences. And it's always great when you say why. And that is very, very important to me. Like, it's not about, oh, yeah, I'm the president. It's about my group. It's about my leadership team. It's about my board because it's not one person making something happen. It is a group of us. It's the brainstorming. It's the sharing. And I absolutely for, you know, for this year coming in, you know, there's things that you you never know what you're going to get, you know, it's going to come at you. Obviously, last year for our past president, she was amazing handling the things that she did during the pandemic. And so this year, I try to take my president-elect and I include her almost in everything that I do. Even a lot of times when we do some shows, I say, do you mind if my president-elect comes along? Because I want to mentor her this entire year. So next year, when she's in this position, Everything is just second nature, and I hope that I'm setting the example for her so then she will do the same for her president-elect. Very, very important to me with the teamwork. Yeah, it is. There's that constant turnover of the executive committee, and I think it's great to get that flow, continue that flow. I think that's, that's, that's awesome. You were probably like the rest of us thinking back about the pandemic in March of 2020 when as a sports fan, for me, I knew things were really different when they canceled a whole bunch of NBA games, right? Here, all of a sudden, this is this is not just a little thing going around. It was going to be big. Um, and and I was with Fidelity National Title at the time. And we were worried, really worried about a, a significant drop in the industry. Uh, it never happened. In fact, it was one of the bigger years in recent history in the world of real estate. Did What were your thoughts early on? And then how did you handle that? Going forward, I mean, it, it was. We, we all have stories from 2020 that that are just incredible. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. I think at first we really didn't know what was going to happen. We always try to stay in a positive mindset, and that's what I always teach. And and you know, we always try to find the good out of any what may seem like a bad or negative situation. We, as as you probably have heard, the real estate market, I mean, it just kept going. Um, I do obviously believe that interest rates helped that. Um, so many people working for home from home needed to now make changes, whether it was, you know, moving into larger places. And then actually there were some that said, you know what, I don't need as much space as I have and I need to downsize. So we were really blessed and, and got it from both angles. It was a fantastic year, the best year that we we have had actually, and, and for our agents as well. So I think, you know, our, we kept our office. We were deemed essential thanks to Florida Realtors for stepping in. They're an amazing um, organization, you know, that we're, that we're involved in. And they went to, to lobby for us and said, real estate needs to be essential. And so it just really kept the machine moving along. And, you know, most of our agents did not come into the office, but those that did, we social distance and we really stepped in to teach, you know, teach at that time about some old school theories of real estate farming, for example. So we really took that um, and just went with it. It was amazing, amazing and still is, and still is. As you look forward to 2021, as the president of, of the Greater Tampa Realtors, 
Are there things you can talk about, like as we move forward, that you have in the in the works? A little bit. Um, the key po- project, really, for our association for 2021 is really implementing the excellent, you know, innovative business plan that we created in 2020. And, you know, while time certainly won't permit for me to do a complete recital of the plan's benefits, but let me just mention a couple of things we're really proud of. We conducted, Bill, an extensive research to discover who the members are and what they really needed from the association's involvement and investment. And this was a big eye opener. Um, yeah. We reimagine and we redesign the entire association's culture to align with our members' current philosophies and their needs and their visions, which was really important. We are in line to bring hundreds of members not previously involved into relevant, meaningful, and really satisfying member participants participation opportunities. And that's always important because you find each year it's like, what are, you know, when you're interviewing and, you know, others coming into office, it's always engagement. You want to bring engagement. So we're no longer call them volunteers. We are now calling them member participants. And we want to really value their time and their energy as if it were solid gold, because it really is. If you're giving of yourself, you know, time is money, and we really need to be really focused and honed in on the time that they are giving and make really good use of that. And we have created um, a system of task forces that provide member participants with totally relevant and time-sensitive opportunities to really contribute real value to the association. So that's just to to name a few. Look, I think it's important for associations to evolve, right? To to understand, you know, what the needs are, and that's that sounds like a very strong effort in that direction. Which is, um, like, congratulations Thank to GTR. Teamwork, yeah. Bill. Teamwork. Yeah, teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork makes the dream work. That's right. Um, are you overall optimistic looking forward you said you come from a positive mindset but you know the inventory is just crazy low what are your thoughts looking forward yes well we work uh with a researcher who monitors something like over 40 publications and broadcasts seven days a week so we're very fortunate we do track an amazing range of trends the developments disruptions Um, So I can't tell you what inventory is going to look like at any point in the future, but what I really can tell you is, is the winner of the 2021 market share competition will be the one who doesn't take their eyes off the game board and makes no assumptions whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. It's, it's, we, no one can predict the future. Mm -hmm. Um, but you better keep your finger on the pulse. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Ellie, I, I know you're busy today and I've, I've, I've had you here for the, the half hour I asked. So what I'm going to do is give you the same question I've asked every single guest, all 270. And it's very interesting, you know, to, to hear the different answers. Uh, but but if what one piece of advice would you give a new agent just starting out in the business? Uh, work smart, work long, work hard. Work smart, work honestly, effectively, and leave the room at any time if someone tells you that being a realtor is easy. 
Nice. <laughs> first, first time that that answer has been used. Congratulations. It's hard to do this deep <laughs> in the podcast. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Ellie, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? My direct line to my cell is 813-690-0319 or Lambert at me.com. Ellie, thank you so much for your time today. This was really wonderful. I've, it's funny. I, I was I've been here for four years with Fidelity for most of that time. Now I'm with rating my agent, but I I have never had a chance to meet you, and so this was really cool. I, it's, it's fun. It's a fun way to do it. It is, and Bill, thank you so much for thinking of me and including me. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to the Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app.
it's great to be working with, you know, like-minded realtors through um, the association, um, no doubt. And I'm, I'm very much my kind of motto for this year that I use within our, our team is it's teamwork. And I wanted the me to become a we.